Outside the Shoot would like to thank one of their sponsors, the Lynx at Penn Hills. If you're a golfer, you're going to want to check out the Lynx at Penn Hills in Shubenacadie, Nova Scotia. With nine holes wide open situated along the beautiful Shubenacadie River, and the other nine tucked into woodland, this Les Ferber design is a challenge for the best of golfers. Located just 15 minutes from the Halifax Stanfield International Airport, the Lynx at Penn Hills has become one of the best courses in Nova Scotia. For more information or to book a tee time, go to lynxatpennhills.com. Hey, happy Monday once again. Hope everyone had a fabulous weekend and welcome to episode 25 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from the Lady Gators Jackson team out of Florida as pitcher Emma Wyman takes home the honors. Emma got her team out to a great start this past weekend in Fort Myers, allowing just two hits in eight innings while striking out a whopping 18 batters. Great job, Emma, and congrats. This week's guests were heading over to the Czech Republic and talking to national team assistant manager and hitting coach Jakub Koprova. Jakub has been with the national team since 2017, attending Worlds in Whitehorse as well as hosting last year's one in the Czech Republic. He also has done play-by-play for Playo.tv in Europe, covering such events as the European Super Cup, International Cup, U19 Women's EU Championships, and the Women's EU Championships, to name a few. We're going to talk to Jakub about the history of the game over in his country, his playing days in the game, winning the Junior European Championships, as well as his great memories so far being with the Czech national team. Jakub was a pleasure to chat with and has a real rich knowledge of the game over in Europe, which I'm sure you'll enjoy hearing. So as usual, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. I got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that anything goes, anything goes, anything goes, anything goes, anything goes, anything Yes, sir. A little bit of classified there to get you going. Gumbo, how you doing? Good, my friend. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not Excellent. too bad. A little bit of a rough spell with the COVID going going on here. Yeah, we're, uh, our cases are increasing again uh, in our bubble, which has been shut down in Atlanta, Canada. So mm. we're uh, PEI's left, which is uh, not a bad thing for them. My son's over there, so I'm kind of glad they left because uh, he's going to be safe for sure yeah. traveling over here. And COVID, uh, you know, the uh, actual cases have been increasing, although the tests have been increasing as well mm. in Nova Scotia. So last couple of days, but they actually when they announced the 37 there the other day, and then then it went down to 18, 16, and nine yeah. yesterday. I was actually really surprised because yeah, I thought. After the 37, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, it looked like it was going to go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, you know, by the time this airs next week. Yeah, we're down to no cases or or no new cases. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, hopefully we can can get that down. Yeah, I did see, uh, I think they tested 2,200 people alone yesterday because they have those uh, pop-up facilities now. I know my girls, uh, they're both at Acadia at university and... they just announced that they found COVID in wastewater or something. I'm not 100% sure what, anyway, that's what I was told. And it was on Facebook and everything's true on Facebook. So I understand. <laughs> um, but uh, they're they're actually putting pop-up uh, testing facilities in, down the Wolfville area now. Oh, so okay. my girls will go get tested just right in case. On. Yeah. Good but other than that, you know, aside from that, uh, we'd like to pl- 
please remember, or everybody please remember, wash your hands, wear your mask, practice social distancing, stay safe. We don't want our grandparents getting sick. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Away from COVID. Fuck that shit. Yeah. So you uh, hanging some Christmas lights today, were you? Yeah. So today's date, of course, is November 28th. Uh, it's also my daughter's birthday. They're, my twin girls are 19 today. And one of my twins, Madison, decided to help me hang some Christmas lights today. And I was actually on the roof of my home in a pair of shorts. That's how warm it is out today. So that's insane. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I love it. Actually, I was talking about this at work on Friday to a couple of guys. And I said, our weather's becoming more and more like Vancouver. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's going to be soon. Like, we probably won't get any snow. No, I well, you know, I do like snow a little bit, yeah. but uh, and also it's been raining for the past five days, so it is like Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's not terrible. Not yeah. terrible. So you got them hung. I got them hung. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aaron will be happy. Yeah. Well, that doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It matters. <laughs> anyway, big guest today. Yeah, we're going across the waters to Europe, uh, yeah. Czech Republic. We got uh, Jakub Koprova coming on with us. Um, He's been with the men's national team there for the last few years as a as a manager, and and uh, he's now taken on a role as an assistant hitting coach with them. So uh, he's got an extensive background. He's got a lot of a lot of knowledge of the game over there, and uh, hopefully we can get some out of him. And tell us tell us what the game's like over there. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's it's nice that we're crossing the water. Um, we've been lucky enough to interview you know somebody from Australia, or a couple guys actually, and uh, we're now moving over to Europe. And uh, you know where's this going to take us? Yeah, exactly. Can take us to the moon. Next next week we're heading down to New Zealand. Talk to Jared yeah. Jared Martin. So it's pretty crazy. We're going all over the place here. Yeah, it's amazing. Anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, let's get to uh, let's get to Jakob. Okay, very good. All right, here we go. Jakob, thanks for coming on outside the shoot. Uh, my pleasure. I'm, uh, I mean, it's, it really is a huge pleasure for me to to be able to take part in this. Yeah, uh, we, thank you for that opportunity. Yeah, okay. we have something set up here to. Yeah, we've also been taking language classes here. Just one second. <laughs> was that right? <laughs> Did that sound right? Is that Microsoft? Is that Microsoft Voice? It, it, it sounded like a robot trying to to speak Czech. But yeah, close enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> right on. So, how, how's things going over in the Czech Republic? Uh, well, uh, we're still pretty much in lockdown. Uh, but I mean, people can go to work. Everybody's. Uh, Everybody's encouraged to uh, take home office, you know, uh, or you would call it telework, or, you know, working from home. Uh, our season is over. Uh, we managed to put in a full season of ball that, that went on from uh, May till October. Right on. Oh, wow, good. So I'm uh, pretty excited about that because I know other, other places in the world weren't as lucky, so we got to play a lot of ball. Excellent. That was good. And yeah, now our national team was supposed to start uh, the the winter program, uh, but uh, we still aren't allowed to, to practice in groups. So uh, we're just doing some Zoom calls and, you know, everybody's doing work from home. And we're all excited to get back to it as soon as we can. Excellent, excellent. Uh, what is the state of COVID right now in, in, uh, in your country? Well, uh, we're like uh, three three weeks after a big spike in uh, new cases. So that's when uh, the government decided to, to go in lockdown. I mean, in general, we, we, we did really well in the spring because uh, the government was really, really rough and they, they instituted an actual lockdown in which uh, everything else then, you know, uh, essential utilities were shut down, all factories and everything. 
So we, we really got through uh, spring pretty much unscathed, then uh, summer was okay. And uh, come September, I mean, uh, the, the curve started turning up again, and unfortunately the government was a bit too late in instituting some uh, some measures, so we got to a situation where we were having like uh, 16,000 16, new cases, uh, confirmed cases per day at a positivity rate of around 30%. 30%. So that was the, that was the, the biggest issue. I mean, there's uh, a lot more cases that we're, uh, that, you know, the authorities don't know about, but now the, I think there's around four or 5,000 new cases every day. The positivity rate went down to around 20%. I think there's been talk about, uh, easing up a bit, But uh, I'm not sure it's going to happen. I mean, there's going to be some decisions made tomorrow, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, but all in all, in all, I mean, we, we were really good in the spring. And now, actually, at this point, I think we're worse in, in a lot of the numbers. I mean, a lot of deaths, especially if you, uh, if you calculate it per, you know, the population, I think we have the, the highest number of deaths per 100,000 people in the world at this point or oh, that's I think we did yeah, a week crazy. ago so yeah a good half good first half of the regular season but we we choked in the playoffs yeah. <laughs> well, yeah actually before we get <clears throat> talking about the, the softball I have an unrelated question about the Czech Republic <laughs> is uh is Yarmir Yager like a god over there <laughs> pretty much yeah. yeah yeah I mean Yeah, I mean, not so much lately because he's, uh, I mean, there's some political issues going into that and uh, the kind of people he supports, uh. but he is, I mean, he is, a, he is a god. I mean, when whenever he played on the national team, everybody, everybody rooted for him. Yeah. And obviously he's, he, he was still playing last season, I think. Uh, it was like the second division, uh, so second highest competition, and he still got it. I mean, he's. Oh yeah. I mean, I think Dominic Dominic Hasek was more of a god when uh, when we won the Olympic gold in the Nagano in '98. Oh right, that's right. Yeah. I mean, there were there were fans in the street of you know Hasek for president and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. But if he ever if he ever decided to run for president, I I kind of think he might he might get a pretty good chance of getting elected. So yeah, he is. Oh, that's, cool. God here. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, maybe tell us about the game over in the Czech Republic. Maybe you know touch on touch about the, the history of it over there. Well, the history is actually longer than it was, it would seem. As far as I know, the first uh, game of uh, what was baseball then was uh, played in the Czech Republic in 1919. I think it was. Uh, it was in Pilsen, which is where Pilsen or Kell. Uh, the best beer in the world comes from. <laughs> uh, the game was brought here by by people associated with the YMCA. I think there was a a guy by the name of John First who who introduced the game, and uh, then I think like organized in terms of organized uh, softball. I think that started in 1963 when they instituted a department of bat and ball sports at the Czechoslovak sports union or something. Obviously back then during communism, there was, there was a big issue with, uh, with softball and, and baseball being American sports. But, uh, after the then, uh, president of, uh, Czech softball and baseball, he showed 
a picture to the communists here of uh, of Fidel Castro playing baseball. I mean, Fidel Castro loved baseball, right? So right. he used him to to tell the communists, like, okay, I mean, you're going to say that softball is bad now. Is uh, you can see El Comandante playing baseball. So yeah, there you go. So that eased up a bit, right? So yeah. Uh, back then, in the in the sixties and seventies, I think a lot of the teams would sort of play both sports, softball and baseball. Right. And then in the in the in the eighties, I think that was when some regular statewide competitions uh, started happening. And then, uh, I mean, at the turn of the century, that which is where when I started playing adult ball around, that was the season two thousand. When I first got to go to play uh, in the top competition, there was already like I think two two layers of uh, I mean it's it's all amateur. There's no professionals here, obviously. Right. I mean, it's an amateur sport. Uh, I think at this point there are about five thousand or ten thousand registered players, and it, it's been growing. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of kids in a lot of clubs, so I think. Uh, I think uh, softball is doing quite well over here. That's good. It's good to hear. Right on. So how about yourself? When when did you get your start in the game? Well, I think it was in the... I mean, I first uh, saw the game uh, when I was uh, vacationing in Moravia with uh, with my cousin. And they would play a version of baseball uh, on the soccer pitch in, uh, in the village where they used to live. So that was the first time I saw that. Uh, they only had a wooden bat and a tennis ball. There were no gloves or anything. And then I got the chance when I was in uh, elementary school, there was like a sports class that you could sign up for after fourth year. And I got in on rather on my academic results than on being a good athlete. I guess they didn't want all the jock, only jocks in the uh, in that class. So there was, I think, 95. 95 and that's when we really started practicing and, and playing playing a lot and I mean I, I fell in love with the sport immediately I mean what's not to love especially I mean I I was a catcher starting out so you know I got to wear all these uh, cool hats and then yeah. a helmet you know and the gloves and all that so yeah I loved it it's good uh, did, you, did you were telling me did Mike Stapleton visit your school there and uh Start helping out? Yes, yes. I think that, that would have been in 95 or 96. That was, I think it was still the first. Or it might have already been the second year that I was playing. Okay. Because I think that my former teammate, Vatla Svoboda uh, of uh, the Beavers, who's one of the best hitters in the history of the game here, he's my age, but he was uh, one class lower, right? I was in sixth grade, he was in fifth grade. And I think... When Stephen was here, this guy was already playing. So yeah, he he was obviously in the country to work with the national teams and everybody, and he was doing clinics all over. So one of these days, he he came to our elementary school, and you know they they put up they they showed us a video of how how they do things in uh, in New Zealand, and then we went to to the field to to do a bit of practice, and he actually practiced with us for a little bit. I mean, we were. We were young, young kids. He focused more on working uh, with our junior girls team at that time, who were pretty good, I, as far as I remember, like top three in the country. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that was that was quite an experience. And then obviously I kept seeing him around because uh, he was the head coach of the of the Czech men's national team. I don't know when he started, but he was definitely there for our biggest 
uh, her best result today that was in uh, East London, South Africa in 2000 when we came in sixth. So, and uh, I mean, I've played on teams with some guys who were on that team. And I mean, the stories they used to tell, uh, I mean, they loved him. They loved him. And I mean, whatever he, he told them to do, they would do it. They would run through a wall to do it. So, nice. <laughs> so yeah, Mike Stepham definitely did a lot, a lot, a lot of work for, uh, for Czech softball. And there's now actually a youth tournament every year. I think it's called the Mike Stepham Memorial. So that's sort of something that Czechs or one of the local clubs did to in his in his memory. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that tournament. I come across it on the on the internet. That's it's they had like three hundred athletes at the last one or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty it's a pretty big tournament, and it usually brings in uh, young players from at least all around Europe. Uh, the Israelis usually usually fly in for that with Corey Viner, uh, the Danish, and even. Uh, there's usually always kids from New Zealand as well. So, I mean, that's, it's a great, uh, great chance for the young kids to, to socialize with kids from all over the world. I think there's different levels, obviously like cadet boys under 15 and then junior boys under 18. So yeah, it's a, it's a huge event. It's held at the same venue as the world championship last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Yolders and yeah, definitely. If there's any any youth team in Canada interested in that, I'm pretty sure they they would love to have them. You know, they could offer them a place to stay, like you know, in the in the gymnasium on on mattresses and stuff like that, and maybe help out with the food. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's a pretty cool event. That's yeah. awesome. Sounds like yeah, it sounds like a pretty good pretty good event there. Um, so in 2000, you 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 made your you the U15 national team, and you also played your first game with, with the men's teams. Maybe uh, tell us what that was like for you at a young age. Uh, well, it was, I was on the under-15 under team with Vatva Soboda, whom I already mentioned. Uh, he was the shortstop. He wasn't a very good hitter back then, but he was an excellent shortstop. And he made the men's team uh, that season, like two two months before I did. And I actually I felt pretty jealous, <laughs> jealous of that. And I was really happy that that the coach, you know, gave me the nod and gave me the chance to actually practice practice with the guys, uh, you know, with the men's team. So I, I had the chance to to practice with the likes of uh, Lubomir Verbenski, who is an ISF Hall of Famer, and mm-hmm. uh, he's definitely the, the best the best picture that Europe has ever produced. And yeah, I, I think that I can, I can easily, easily say that. And, and a lot of other, other great players. I mean, it was a really, really good team at that point already. And that was, they were just getting started. So for me, it was an incredible honor and great motivation because uh, the, uh, the older guys, I mean, they treated us right. Obviously they, they made sure we knew our place. But they also very often treated us as equals, which which always you know makes young young players feel feel great. Obviously, you know that you're going to be the one, you know, carrying all the stuff and you know cleaning up and all that. But you also know that that the team that the team treats you right. So yeah, that was it was uh, great, and I uh, still. I still cherish those memories of my first games in uh, in the top league. You know, screwing up. You know, <laughs> not catching an easy fly ball and all that. Obviously, it was uh, it was uh, making me a bit nervous. But that that's how it was because we didn't really have 
too much of a regular youth competition. Uh, there was a lot of tournaments for under 15, but after that, there weren't that many. So that was, you know, the way to go. Excellent. Awesome. But tell us about your experience playing with the Chumotov Beavers in, in 2001 there. Actually, did he say that right? Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, of Beavers? Yeah. yeah. There we we go. can say Beaver. We know yeah. Beaver. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was the, the first time I, I got uh, a taste of international ball. I mean, I first saw European Cup in 96, which was, I mean, the Beavers, they organized it in 96, but they didn't play at that tournament, but still they... They organized it, and I remember going there uh, to watch the games, you know, instead of school. So that was great. And then in 2001, we we got to uh, we got to be part of the team. It was uh, there were like three three or four of us, like young players around the age of 15. And yeah, that was a great tournament. Obviously, it was staying a bit because it was happening the week uh, of 9/11. Oh, so I'll, I'll never, I'll never yeah. forget that. I mean, that was a, that was a Tuesday when our uh, team manager, Jan Weber, uh, may he rest in peace. He was my former coach. He just runs into the locker room and he's like, yeah, guys, uh, a bunch of planes hit uh, some skyscrapers in, uh, in New York. So that was, that was pretty weird, but yeah. the tournament itself was really great. And uh, we ended up winning. How uh, we defeated uh, the home team, I think it was Rajas Damen uh, of uh, the Netherlands. And actually, that was the first time I, I realized that Lubomir Verbensky, that pitcher whom I mentioned, that he actually liked the sport. You know, he was really, I, I, prior to that, I'd never seen him smile, right? I sort of thought that it was that it was Jan Tibble, the, the catcher and he, uh, the team captain of the, of the national team, that he was forcing him to play. Because he was so good, right? So there was no way he wouldn't play. I mean, you're not going to uh, let a guy like that run away. But right. then, you know, after we won and I, I saw him smiling, that was, that was an interesting experience. I was like, okay, so this guy, he, he likes the sport. <laughs> he enjoys he enjoys what he does. And I mean, yeah, he was he was raking in all the all the strikeouts, but also he was uh, hit, taken pretty deep by, I think it was... Clemencia, or I don't remember the name. I remember he hit one like hundred meters. It was just past the beer tent and gone nice. in the finals. But we we still managed to came out victorious. So that was fun. Yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of balls hit off me that went over the beer tent or into the beer tent. Yeah, I've witnessed them all. <laughs> I broke my neck watching them. <laughs> so uh, the following year, you'd win the junior European championship. Uh, first, fill us in. What what's that tournament all about? So I mean, there's uh, there's European Softball Federation that is the, the European Federation that you know unites all the local associations and uh, they organize uh, you know national competitions and like European Championship for for men and for for junior boys. Okay. Uh, they recently added even an under fifteen version. Right. I think back then it was still under eighteen, but now after the the change of the age groups that the WBSC came up with, it's changed. So it's now under 15, under 18, right? Back in the day, uh, I mean, I was on the team with uh, the likes of, I mean, David Merkel, who was the, the team captain last year for us at the World Championship, you know, and a lot of young players, who, some of whom are still still playing. And the thing was, 
all, all, all of these most of these players were already playing with adults. Right. Uh, and uh, our competitors, I think there was uh, Denmark, uh, Holland, the Netherlands. They never really send a team to these junior junior events. I don't know why. Right. Uh, so it was Denmark, Great Britain, Slovakia, and Israel, and we won. We won the final game uh, by virtue of the mercy rule, ten to nothing. Right. So mm-hmm. it wasn't the competition wasn't great, but I mean, we're still playing a European Championship on home soil. Yeah. So I will always, I will always cherish memories of those. I mean, it, I mean, there's nothing better that you can do in a sport. Uh, you know, just. Wear, wear your national national team jersey. You know you get to listen to the national anthem before before every game, and I mean that never gets old. No, actually the, the the Danish team that the the Danish team that we faced had uh, the Tarkelson brothers. Oh, uh, okay, I think yeah. both uh, Freddie, Freddie and Valde, but I think they were still pretty young and uh, they weren't really great pitchers. But two years after that, in two thousand and four. In Paris, they actually won. The Danish team won and, and defeated the the Czech team. Yeah, Freddie uh, turned in, Freddie turned into a pretty good uh, thrower. He's a dandy, yeah. Oh yeah, he's a beast. And uh, and his younger brother, I mean, he's an an incredible all around player. I mean, I watched him in 2015 in Radicin at the European Super Cup men. I mean, he carried his team on his back to like fourth or third place right. finish. Pitching all the games and hitting like crazy, and, he, and he's a and he's a cool guy. He he he's played in uh, in our league a couple of times, and I think they were supposed to come this season as well as a part of a deal between Khomutov, the Beavers, and uh, the Hurricanes. But obviously, due to all these COVID restrictions, that yeah. was not possible. But I'm expecting to see those guys on Czech Diamonds next year for sure. Excellent. Right on. So in the mid-2000, you took a little time off. Uh, what uh, what was the reason there? Uh, could you come again with the question? Uh, in the mid-2000s, did you, you, you moved to Prague to go to university, wasn't oh, it? Yeah. To, uh, to, uh, and oh, you took yeah, some yeah. time off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I moved to a whole different town. Obviously, I started university. Uh, what I what I got the chance to study was uh, English and American Studies, which mm-hmm. helped me a lot. I loved it. I never finished, and the university dropped out. <laughs> dropped out, unfortunately. But for a while, I mean, I just you know was in a new city, you know, young and taking in all the all the fun and whatnot. So I sort of <laughs> didn't really have. Uh, I didn't really feel like playing anymore. But I think it was about a year later I, I met this guy. Uh, who's now my teammate, and he was the cousin of a guy I was on the junior national team with. And he was like, yeah, you're from Komotov. Do you know the Beavers? And I was like, yeah, I played on the Beavers. And he was like, yeah, I play on the Outlaws here uh, in uh, in Prague. You should come and, and, you know, practice and play with us. So I did, and uh, I've never taken another break from softball since. Right on. How, how was your time with the Outlaws? That was fun. I mean, we were young. We were a really young group. I think I... I Got to play like three full seasons for them, and uh, we had Frank Poynton uh, of New Zealand uh, All right. on our team in 2008. And uh, he, I think, I don't know which season it was, but he made the first world team at the ISCs as the designated player. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was it was a lot of fun. I played with uh, with a lot of people who are still my friends. So 
yeah, we were a, a group of, uh, of young guys who, who enjoyed the sports, but I think we also enjoyed, you know, the nightlife and stuff, which uh, who doesn't uh, also <laughs> eventually let. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, when when you're when you're younger, your body can still handle it, right? Yeah, exactly. Can, yeah, so exactly. you can go you can go out and and you can play the next day, which I don't think I'd be able to do uh, <laughs> to do now. Yeah, so. We essentially we we got into the relegation series, you know, to to stay in the league. We won that, and then the the, the team sort of fall apart, fell apart, and uh, and that was that was it for the outlaws. Pretty much, I, I don't think the team exists anymore. But it was a fun group of guys, and uh, we still remember those times. Nice. So then you with our friends, yeah. You joined the Beavers there for again from 2009 to 2011. A uh, couple good years there for you, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was great. I mean, uh, Jan Tibbel, uh he's known around here uh, as Helmut. He is Lubomir uh, Rubensky's catcher, mm. and he was the team captain both at Beavers and the national team. And he asked me if I if I wanted to uh, to play for them, and obviously there was no saying uh, no to that. So I got to played with them uh, for three seasons. Uh, I didn't really get to practice with them too much because I still lived in Prague and I still do. And Komutov is about an hour's drive to Northwest. Okay. So I would only practice with the team on Fridays before a weekend when we would have games scheduled. Mm-hmm. So already then in 2009, I, I, I was allowed or I got the chance to practice with the Eagles. Uh, which is a Prague-based team who eventually, uh, uh, who I eventually ended up playing for in 2012. So I practiced with them for those three years. In 2009, mm-hmm. they actually beat us in in the final series because they had Jonas Mach. Oh, okay, That's yeah. another name that might be familiar to to some of some of the people listening listening to us. I mean, he's played many seasons in uh, in the states, and he's still playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he was in top shape then. I mean, he just he was just stri- he just kept striking out, striking us out one after the other. So they they uh, they beat us in the in the final series. And actually, in game three, that was the, the last game of the. It's, we played best of five uh, playoff series, but they were already up two to nothing, and they beat us. I think they swept us. And uh, so at that time it was. Uh, I was actually practicing with the team we were facing. And then in game three, there was a bit of a brawl situation. So that was quite funny. That's another thing that I always remember because Vatos Voboda, he hit, he hit a smoking line drive in the outfield that got through the outfielder all the way to, to the fence. So he was going for an inside the park home run, right? Yeah. And yeah, he didn't fly. He didn't fly. He just he just rammed into the catcher that was Bartholomew Zizek, who was like sixteen or seventeen oh, back geez. then. But he looked like a twenty-five year old guy, right? So yeah. That's a big dude that he ran it ran into. So there was a collision, and you know, uh, tensions flared. And I remember I was actually you know face to face with the coach of Eagles. Uh, uh, Jan Cermak, who's still coaching, he was coached with the national team. The guy who let me practice with his team yeah. for free, <laughs> and we were we were you know in a shout in a yelling match, a shouting match, just like a couple of feet apart. So, but yeah, no punches were thrown. Fortunately, uh, 
so, and obviously after the game, everybody was friendly again, right? Yeah. That's what you got to love about okay, about yeah. the sport, right? Whatever oh, yeah. happens on the diamond stays on the diamond. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, and and then uh, with Komutov, I I got to win the Czech Championship in uh, 2010 after uh, Jaroslav Mikulic, uh got injured at the European Cup in Italy. He broke his ankle. So I, I would come in and I played first base instead of him. So I was the only playoff where I got to play all the games. Excellent. And we ended up winning. We, we beat uh, Spectrum Prague in the in the final series. So that's like the one championship title that I actually count because obviously the Beavers won uh, from 2001 to 2004 when I was on the team as a young guy, but I didn't really get much playing time then other than, you know, pinch running right. here and there in the playoffs, right? But our coach, I mean, in the regular season, even the young players would get uh, a lot of a lot of playing time, right? I mean, we usually play doubleheaders, so you would at least play one, one full game, so yeah. that was great. So yeah, 2010, uh, we won the league, which was a lot of fun. I'll never forget that. And uh, and the season after that, we we lost in the in the final in the final series. Uh, back then, I think we had Jesper Jesper Pandura, uh, the uh, the Danish pitcher, okay. who also played ball all around the world. I think he played in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. So we we had him as a pickup player for for the final series. So that was that was a fun experience to hang out with a guy like that. I yeah. mean, I don't know many people who who went to Venezuela to to play ball. So <laughs> that was pretty cool. Right on. Now, so like you said, you went on to play with the uh, the Eagles for a number of years thereafter. Uh, won two bronze medals, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, we did. The first season, two thousand and twelve. We, we won bronze and then again in 2015 or 16. So that was a lot of fun. So on that team, I got to play again with Jonas Mach. Okay. So that was that was good. And also a couple of uh, players who, who used to play on the national team, like uh, Jan Krishpin or uh, Lubos Prochaska, who's one of the, the best hitters in the history of the game here in the, in the Czech Republic and a great, guy we call him the captain he doesn't really speak much but when he says something everybody listens yeah, and right. uh and he he played he played uh, the top league with us still last year and uh he he plays now the the Prague the Prague weekday league and then I I've heard that he still smashes the ball. Nice. So yeah those were some some fun times uh on the Eagles uh for sure but uh after last year Unfortunately, since as a team, we didn't really have a youth program and uh, Czech softball, you know, the association made it made it compulsory for, for the teams to have youth programs for good reasons, obviously, uh, for if you want to if you want to play in the top division, you got to have at least two youth teams. Oh, right? okay. We didn't have that. Uh, the Eagles is a, it's it's like uh, it's more of a well, it's a baseball and softball club. So there's baseball, uh, women's softball, and then there were us. And I mean, all the kids who sign up for that uh, for that club, I mean, all the boys they end up playing baseball, right? So it was sort of impossible for us to to run a youth program. So last year was 
was our last year with the Eagles. I mean, the, the team still exists. Uh, they play uh, Prague League, uh, which is, you know, a local a local league that's played on weekdays, weeknights. Right, yeah. And it has it, it has great quality. I play on that competition as well for my other other club, the Fueros de la Habana, which is just a sort of social team, social ball team that we have. And those games, some of those games are really good because you get a lot of players who used to be on the national team, right? Who used to be top level players who still just play for fun mm-hmm. during the week. So, so that that competition is definitely that's definitely a fun fun league to play. Right on. Uh, tell us about uh, last year winning the ESF Cup uh, with the team from Israel. How how did you get on the team from Israel? Oh, so. Uh, there's uh, some people might be surprised, but there's men's passage in uh, in Israel. I mean, it's been there uh, for some time, but now it's getting a lot better. And that's thanks to the work of our good friend uh, Corey Viner, okay. who's uh, a Canadian guy from the Ontario area who played some ISCs back in the day. Was the ISC two, he told me. Mm-hmm. And then he moved to to Israel, and now he's running a team over there. And Good for him. We're, we're friends with that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's really it's really great what's going on there. Obviously, the situation there is tough. I mean, you start a youth program, and then at the age of eighteen, mm-hmm. your players have to go to the army for two years, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, not many players get back to playing after the army. Uh, but yeah, we're we're friends with uh, with those guys. Uh, we have another travel team, uh, United Prague. We went to Israel in 2016. There's a there's a festival of non-Olympic sports. They call it in the uh, in the city of Eilat, in the very south of Israel. Okay, it's a it's a great event that's been. I mean. The last time we went, I think it was last year or the, the year before, there were like 400 ball players, right? You have uh, boys, girls, women, and men. A really, really great event uh, at a place that is like a two hours drive from uh, from the Dead Sea. So I definitely recommend that wow. to everybody. So yeah, we're friends with those guys. And I was asked uh, by Corey to, to be to be his uh, assistant uh, manager and also a player on the team. So we we put together a team consisting of uh, some young Israeli players from his team and also from other teams. Uh, a couple of uh, older players, one one uh, more experienced player from, uh, from Israel as well. And then there were like five or six uh, Czech players that we that we picked up as well. I was uh, one of those, and uh, the team picked up uh, a pitcher from Botswana, uh, Samuel Kunyalala. Uh, everybody calls him Kuni. Really, really Good tall, idea. lanky, athletic guy who, yeah. who who throws heat. Oh, I think um, he actually with his yeah, you talked about. Actually, I talked. Uh, the, we talked with Bradley Esical there. The, that's being released uh, this Monday, and uh, I actually brought uh-huh. brought his name up from the. I was like, yeah, I was watching a pitcher from Botswana that was pitching in Whitehorse, and I was like, man, he was bringing heat. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's that's uh, that's that's another guy that I think his name is Mogala. Oh and, okay. Yeah, in, in Whitehorse, he was he was incredible. I mean, he blanked us. He shut. 
He, I mean, he shut us down. I mean, we didn't score a run, and they they scored one run on uh, on a fielding error of our pitch by our pitcher, and we lost the game. And yeah, he was incredible. I mean, just more than 130 kilometers per hour, just one rise ball after another, and our yeah. guys just kept swinging, and uh, we couldn't couldn't hit him. I, I hear that he was supposed to make an appearance uh, on the U.S. or North American circuit you know, to play at uh, ISCs. But somehow I think it didn't work out in the end because of some family issues or something. Oh, but yeah, this, this Kunialala guy, he's, he's a bit younger. Okay. But yeah, he can, he can throw, he can throw heat. And uh, yeah, so the Super Cup is essentially like the European version of the ISCs. It's a week-long tournament that runs from Monday to Saturday. And you have three days of uh, round robin play, right? Mm-hmm. And after that, you split the teams. I mean, in each group, the top three teams go to the Super Cup bracket, and the bottom three teams go to the ESF bracket, right? So right. sort of like ISC and ISC two. Two, okay, yeah. And uh, and our team ended up finishing on the fourth spot in our pool. So we got to play the ESF. So, but so we thought, okay, so let's now just go all the way. Obviously, our goal was to qualify for the Super Cup, and even like then you play double elimination playoffs. And I mean, we'd much rather obviously uh, lose two games in a row among the very best of the tournament. But well, it didn't work out. So we played four games. We won four games in a row, and uh, we won. So that was that was a lot of fun for sure. We got to to uh, hear the Hatikva. Uh, I think it's the the name of the Israeli national anthem, right? Yep. And I think it was it was uh, a big deal for for Israeli softball. And uh, another team from Israel is uh, set to make an appearance at the Super Cup next year in Prague and I'm hoping to be a part of that again and, and, and get another shot at playing uh, the Super Cup tournament because that's, yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I want to talk about a little bit of your, uh, your broadcasting that you do with Playo.tv for softball over in Europe. How, how did that opportunity come about? Well, uh, I think I, the first event that I worked as like an you know ballpark announcer was in 2008 I think it was like the women's Euros or something. Okay. And since I mean I, I already mentioned that I studied uh, English and American studies and worked as an English teacher, and English is that is what I do, right? Yeah. So, uh, and the people in uh, in the sport uh, knew that, so they were like, okay, you wanna wanna try doing this. So I started out doing, you know, ballpark announcing, and then in 2014, check softball. I think it was, it was softball Europe decided to have all the games from the men's Euros broadcast. So they teamed up with uh, with Playo.tv, and uh, the setup was that obviously Playo.tv supplies the crew, you know, the camera people, the director, editor, and everything. And it was up to uh, Softball Europe or Czech Softball to supply somebody to do, uh, you know, the commentary or play-by-play and stuff. So they asked me, and I mean, that was an opportunity that I definitely didn't want to miss out on because, uh, I mean, it's fun. 
Mm-hmm. You get to see all the games, and uh, you know you get to bring the games uh, to to all the fans fans all around the world. So that was the first first thing that I worked in 2014, and yeah, then there were there were more more events after that. There was uh, women's uh, Euros in Rosmalen, uh, Holland, where I got to call two games with Michelle Smith. Oh, okay, right on. Which was that, that was that was a lot of fun for sure. And then yeah, the Super Six tournament, uh, the Intercontinental Cup uh, in 2018. That I had to work uh, all the games because I couldn't get anybody else to to join me on that. But still, you know, I, I like that I got to see see all the games. I had the best seat uh, at the ballpark and. Uh, I got uh, to talk about softball, which is something that I that I enjoy. So, yeah. yeah. So, is it tough on your own? Uh, I actually, I, I prefer doing doing it uh, Vince Scully style. You know, oh, okay, the yeah. man in the booth. Yep. Uh, because uh, I mean, during it's harder for me to do with uh, women's game, obviously, because I'm not that familiar with the players mm-hmm. and all that. So, I need to do more prepping for that. Yeah, for sure. You know the stats and, and all that, but uh, men's ball, especially like calling games off of uh, the Czech uh, national team that I was a part of already as a as a team manager at that time. You know that comes easy because I know all the players, right? right? So you right. sort of uh, you, you always have something to talk about, right? Yeah, exactly. So you just you just keep talking. <laughs> yeah. So are, is there any events or players that stick out to you on any of the events that you covered? Uh, well, well, the year, the first years aren't really, uh, not really worth talk, talk, talking about that much. I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, seeing, uh, Italian, the Italian women, women's team win, uh, Euros at, in 2015, uh, their pitcher, uh, Greta Ciperi was, uh, she was stellar. She was really great. It was that uh, was a really cool cool game to watch, and yeah, I remember I saw. I mean, she she seems to be turning into a huge star now. Erika Piancastelli. Yep. I saw her saw her last year and uh, the year before that at the Super Six tournament, and I saw her hit a couple of dingers, you know, a couple of balls out of the yard, and yeah, yeah. I mean, she's got a really really great great swing and a lot of power, and she's uh, I think she's a catcher, right? Yeah, she's uh, yeah, she's uh, she's coming on the podcast here in January. So uh, yeah, it, I I can't wait to have her on. Like you said about her swing, her swing is just unreal. Yeah, yeah, she she smashes she smashes those balls. I mean, and yeah, all the more I mean, honor for me to be able to speak on a program like this. That I mean, you had uh, you had Kirkpatrick, you know, all these great players. I mean, I'm a nobody, nobody compared to those guys. I mean. So it's it's a huge honor and uh, definitely looking forward to that Bianca uh, Steli episode once it once it comes out. Yeah, right on. Now let's go to your time with the men's national team. You're uh, you're an assistant team manager starting in 2017. How how did, you, did that position come about? Uh, well, the the team manager at that time, and it's a guy I already mentioned a couple of times. It's uh, Helmut Piemtsebel. Uh, who was the team captain in uh, in Komotov and in the men's national team in the early uh, 2000s? Uh, he was team manager for that team, but he was uh, he was busy with other stuff like re- remodeling house and all that. And he was like, okay, I can't really afford to 
to go to Canada now for, for four weeks. So I heard about that. And I was like, well, that's something that I, I might enjoy. I mean, I like, <laughs> I like sort of uh, organizing things, and you know, obviously, I like to travel. I mean, who, yeah, who yes, wouldn't? Yes. And I, I mean, I was, I was really excited about the chance uh, to see, you know, the World Championship. I mean, it was just at that time I was really, really, really excited about that. Uh, so yeah, I, I said yes, uh, and uh, I got to travel. Uh, with the team, we played a tournament in uh, the Vancouver area. Uh, we played uh, we played some warm up games against Team Canada in South Surrey, where we were staying at Russ Smolik's place. He was uh, incredibly generous with us. He had us staying at his at his huge house, and that, that helped us obviously a lot because. Uh, traveling abroad is no no uh, no cheap thing, right? No, no. And yeah, I mean, I I, I loved it. Uh, I loved the experience. I mean, being a team manager is a lot of work, obviously. Yeah. Because you have to take care of food, right? Transportation. You know, you do the shopping trips and all that. You 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 gotta you gotta wash the wash the jerseys and just, you know, all, all this stuff. But I was really happy to do that. And I, I was uh, also lucky enough that the head coach, Dimash Pussy allowed me to take my girlfriend, Nisha with me. Oh, nice. so she helped me uh, with, with a lot of, uh, a lot of that work and just being, being with the team and, you know, actually witnessing uh world championship from the diamond. I mean, if if anybody had told me that growing up that I would get a chance like that, uh, I wouldn't have believed it. So for me, it was it was a great honor, and just you know trying to help the team any way you can. Obviously, uh, the softball community is pretty tight knit around here, and everybody knows everybody. So I had a lot of a lot of friends on the team, you know, like players who were my my really good friends. So yeah, it was I had a blast, and I mean. I mean, how else would I ever have gone to Whitehorse? <laughs> yeah. Of all places, right? Yeah, who but, the hell goes to Whitehorse? <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, no kidding. I mean, we uh, it seemed that all the planes were just overloaded with all the, the ball teams coming <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, two, of, two of our players didn't get their bags delivered on time because, you know, the, the planes that they would fly from Vancouver to over there were yeah. just not big enough. <laughs> Originally, Harwood actually thought he was like, "Okay, so we're going to rent cars and drive from Vancouver and oh, then check the map." <laughs> and, and he he realized that it's about the same distance as from Prague to Moscow, right? Yeah, but, short, yeah. short jaunt. But an interesting story: uh, a couple of Czech fans were uh, went uh, flew over to uh, to Vancouver as well, uh, and then they drove from Vancouver to, to Whitehorse. Actually. Oh my God. I think it took them a couple of days, right? They, yeah. they made a trip of that, you know, then they, even after the tournament, they went, uh, went on to like Dawson city and, oh, and they've come traveling over yeah. there. <laughs> what did, so, yeah, uh, they, they, had, they had fun. What did you think of it being uh, daylight at midnight there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd never seen, I'd never seen anything like that. And yeah. fortunately the, the motel, uh, I think it was La Casa Loma is what it was called. I mean, they had pretty, some pretty hard drapes, right? So, mm. you know, you could make it dark in the room, but yeah, uh, we were trying to look for, uh, the or 
what you call it, the Northern Lights, but we yeah. didn't see that. That's <laughs> pretty uh, hard to. Fortunately, yeah. we didn't see a. <laughs> fortunately, we didn't see a bear. I mean, my girlfriend was terrified of, of, of uh, seeing the bears, and we actually bought one of those uh, jingle bells, right, that you're supposed to put on your uh, on your backpack to to keep bears away. I don't know if they actually worked. <laughs> no, they actually attract. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> those bells actually attract bears. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Well, we lost another one. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So uh, 2019, you guys host it. That must have been, you know, not only exciting for the boys, but for the country as well. It was huge. I mean, just uh, for those 10 days or however long that took, I mean, you could, you would hear news about softball on the radio, right? Yeah. Uh, people, I, I've heard from people, well, actually, I once took a cab from uh, from the ballpark uh, to uh, to our hotel, and I mean, the cab driver knew what was going on. I mean, it was all over television and, and everywhere, and uh, the ballparks were packed. That's awesome, right? And uh, check softball around this thing. Obviously, it's not easy to get a lot of spectators for the morning games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this was in late June, so school was still on. So they would bring school kids every morning, right? For the two first two games of the day, nice. they would bring like 700, 700 kids, right? Jeez. Wow. And, you know, they would, before before going to the ballpark, they would like, uh, you know, decide what team they were supposed to root for. So uh-huh. they would, you know, <laughs> paint flags and all that. And there was obviously some, some fun stuff for them to do where they actually could, you know, try softball as well. So, I mean, that was, that was huge. I mean, it was, it, it was, it was great. (laughs) I loved every, every minute of it. And, uh, we, we eventually managed to be sort of successful. I mean, we, we made our way to the playoffs, uh, courtesy of, the uh, walk off home run against, uh, team Cuba. There was my good friend, Marek Mali. He, he hit a walk-off home run, which I almost missed because I was at uh, the Chinese restaurant picking up food <laughs> for the team. So I just got to the I, I just got to the ballpark, and I mean, when I left, we were up three-one, and I refused to watch that on my phone, right, or even oh. follow the play-by-play or anything. I just I didn't want to jinx it. Yeah. So I come back to the ballpark, I drive in, I can still see that they're playing. I, I meet some people leaving the ballpark, and I ask them. What's going on? It was yeah, we're we're down, and now it's the bottom of the seventh inning. <laughs> so I just parked the uh, the car in, in front of the entrance, and I just ran in, ran up the stairs, and I just saw uh, Malik uh, hit it out of the park. That and, place, that yeah, place must have went nuts. nuts. Yeah, yeah, everybody went nuts. I mean, it felt so so uh, to be to be a part of that. I mean, to be able to to witness that. And I mean that game was broadcast live on Czech TV, right? Which is something that you don't get that often. I mean, I mean this year we had some some games broadcast on TV because uh, we were one of the few sports that that were happening, right? So they didn't really have anything else to put on, right? Uh, to put on TV sports wise, but yeah. yeah, so that was that was great. And uh, I mean the the job that the organizers uh, did with everything. It was just it was it was amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I know some of the, the shows had the ballpark, and yeah, 
Perfect. Yeah, some of the the boys on Team Canada they were saying how like how nice the park was and and you know how how good of a host it was. So, you know, hats off to you guys for that. Oh yeah, thank thanks for that, and definitely the, the tip of the hat goes to to the organizers because yeah, that was that was a lot of work obviously for the team, and then you had a lot of volunteers, you know, doing doing odd jobs, and yeah, I mean everybody did did their job right and uh we kept hearing from uh from the other teams how excited they were and i mean it's definitely a pleasure to hear that yeah. because uh, uh i mean i think this this sport uh this event uh, was really huge for our sport and i i hope that we will uh reap the fruit uh of that in the years to come obviously i mean i can't imagine if i was I mean, I, I saw the European Cup when I was a little boy in in '96, and I was head over heels over that. Mm. So these kids now uh, got to see the World Championships. So I mean, I'm pretty sure that it meant a lot for for at least some of those kids. Yeah. Now, did you watch the finals between Argentina and Japan? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. I mean, that was such an ex- exciting game to watch. It was the second second uh, world. Uh, finals that I got to see, I also watched uh, in Whitehorse, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that was that was a fun game to watch as well. But this, you know, with the three extra innings, the uh, a couple of bad calls on on those steals, yeah, right. Excellent, excellent pitching by both by both teams, right? And that double, Mata going that double all the way, right? Yeah, that it, double play as well. Yeah, that double play. Yeah, yeah I mean. Yeah, I I loved I loved every every minute of that, and uh, it was so much so much fun. And also, I mean, it felt great because uh, we were done for the tournament, and, mm. you know, so all the stress was gone. Right, and you just got to got to enjoy that. I mean, the atmosphere was uh, was incredible as well. So mm. yeah, that was that was that was a lot of fun. Now I saw the ceremony that that after you guys were done the tournament, honoring the the players that were retiring. That was pretty emotional emotional stuff for you guys right there wasn't it oh yeah 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 that was that was definitely that was definitely a very emotional moment for everybody involved uh actually uh, one of those five players uh was uh Vasco Sobura, whom i whom i mentioned already i played with him uh growing up uh he still plays for Komutov. He's, uh, he's a great great player great hitter uh, great shortstop. Another great friend of mine, uh, Tomas Petter, was one of the players retiring as well. He's uh, since gotten married and uh, had a daughter born, and he still plays, uh, you know, in the league. But these guys just uh, retired from international from international, yeah. international play. Yeah, and that was that was a great moment. I mean, with the uh, with the the fans all there. I mean, it was after we lost to. Uh, to Australia in what I think might have been uh, Andrew Kirkpatrick's last game for yeah. for Team Australia. Actually, that's right. I think he, he pitched uh, he pitched for the win, and it was uh, two to one, so it was a close game. Uh, David Myrtle, our team captain, was one of the players retiring. He hadn't had a great tournament hitting wise, but I think he had at least two hits in his last game for. Mm-hmm. For the national team, so I, I believe that that would have uh, meant a lot to him as well. I and mean, he's also since had a baby daughter born, but he's still playing. I mean, I mean, you, you know how it is with, with softball; you can you can never quit. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, you quit, you quit, you quit one level, but you sort of go down to to a lower level and just keep playing. For yeah, fun. yeah, exactly. I I retired from senior nationals in 2014, and I thought I was done, but I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I haven't no, stopped. Still kicking at it, I'm yeah. still I'm still pitching at 40, <laughs> 42 years of age, so yeah. I know exactly what you're talking. Oh about. yeah, not not very well. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, well it's, the, it's the effort that counts, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we we have we have players like that here. I mean, our hitting coach on uh, on the team last year, uh, Standa Havel. He was, I think, he was on the national team in 1992, maybe or 96. I think it was, and he's like 55 at least, and he still pitches in the in the pra competition and oh, nice. he pitched with, for us at Eagles and he even pitched like the 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 top division I think it was two or three years ago wow. right and he still pitched or or Radek Janoshek who he was the head coach or no he was assistant coach to Mike Stapleton actually in uh, in 2000 mm-hmm. he's uh, he's what like 57 58 and he still pitched uh, against a young team from Jetlaw last year yeah. right so there's just so many of these guys that that just keep playing at the at the top level and also we have uh the veterans championship here every year it's on the 8th of may right so you get to see all these all i don't want to i mean i don't mean it any any uh bad way but all these old dudes just playing <laughs> ball right yeah and yeah. it's 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 it's, it's I mean, they even had a game like sixty-five plus. Jesus! Wow. I have a teammate on on the Prague team of Fuerros, uh Tomasz Michowski. He's sixty. He turned sixty last year. Oh, good for I him! I caught I caught him plenty of times this year. He's still pitching. Yeah, that's I good. Mean, it's just, uh, so, so I still have seventeen years left. Go. Yeah, you do. Yeah, right? <laughs> what do I got? I got nine. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to stop playing. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, our, our pitcher on the on on our league team last or this season, uh, Alex Yetmar, who also might be uh, a familiar name for, for some people. He's pitched at the ISCs and in, in the States uh, for many seasons. I think he, he must be like 47 or something. And he still yeah. pitched uh, at the top level, and he was still – Still really good because he was the the hardest working guy on the team, right? Excellent, he, good he, for him. He had to put in all that practice, and he's still playing. Excellent, that's awesome. Well, we're going to go on to the uh, little thing we do on here, player association. Uh, if you've heard the podcast before, it's where I, I'll list some players, and you can say as much as you want or as little as you want about them. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you got to my. My pronunciation here, you got to forgive me. So He doesn't speak good English. <laughs> I don't speak okay. <laughs> uh, Lubomir Verbensky. And you tell uh, us. Yeah, Verbensky, I, me- I mentioned, okay. yeah. mentioned I say- him. I mean, I, it, was, it was pain for me to catch him when I was 15. I remember <laughs> uh, one game, I, just, I, I kept calling changeups because the rivals were just too, too hard for me to catch. Okay. Uh, next one is uh, Jan Priebel. Jan Priebel, yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was our coach, uh, our our captain at Beavers. He's a he's a great guy. He's uh, really great at at uh, communicating with people. I mean, he's a he's a car salesman, right? So he's got to be good at good at talking to people. And yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's taught us uh, a lot 
<laughs> All right. Next one, you just mentioned him a little bit, uh, Thomas Petra. Thomas Petra, yeah, he's a great shortstop. Meany, a great friend of mine, um, friends with him and his, his brother. Uh, uh, we went to his wedding. Uh, that was uh, 2019 in August. Uh, he had a baby daughter born. Yeah, Meany, he's a, a, he played with me for a season on the Outlaws as well. Okay. That, that's how we met. And yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he's a fun guy, fun guy to to be around, and uh, he's a great defensive player. I mean, I remember in 2015 the the broadcasters uh, loved him. I think it was the game when we beat uh, Argentina three to two, and he was mm-hmm. just impeccable. He's great. Awesome. The last one is uh, David Myrtle. David Myrtle, uh, yeah, the captain. All right, thanks. We just cut <laughs> okay. you off. We didn't like David Myrtle, apparently. <laughs> Do we lose this again? What the fuck? Oh, come you on. didn't pay your phone bill again? No, I'm good. You guys got to hear this weird ring, too. <laughs> yeah. Here, this is crazy ring. Is it tomorrow there? No, it's not. No. Shit. I was going to ask Oh. <laughs> fuck, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. All right. Oh, we, we lost For you there. Reason. Yeah, Jakob, sorry yeah, about I mean, that. it just went to one hour. I don't know if my, my no. phone might not be able to do more than one hour. No. Randy <laughs> no. had to put another quarter in the machine. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we're going to have to start from the very beginning again. <laughs> All right. I hope no. I remember it right. So, uh, no. Anyway, we'll go back. Uh, let's. David Your Myrtle. thoughts on David Myrtle again. <laughs> David Myrtle, yeah. I first met him uh, on the junior national team in 2001. He was a team captain already back then, and he spent a lot of years on as team captain on the on the national team. He's a great defensive catcher and, uh, and a great hitter. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a he's a good guy. Awesome. Excellent, excellent. Listen, uh, Jakob, I have a, just a couple of questions for you that Randy doesn't like get me or let me speak very often. So, <laughs> um, the first question I have for you is, and I know you've been around ball for a long time. Where is the favorite, your most favorite field that you've either played on or coached at? Favorite field? I mean, I love I uh, love the ballpark at Eagles, which is where where I practiced with the Eagles first, uh, two thousand and nine to two thousand and eleven, and then I okay. then I played there. We still play our uh, weekday, you know, weeknight games over there. Yeah, there's a great, uh, great bar that's uh, that's run by a teammate of mine from a baseball team that I'm on. Nice. And I, I mean, when I first went there when I was a kid, I think I was like uh, 12 or 13. I'd never seen anything like it. Like it. I mean, it's huge. There are two baseball fields and three softball fields now. Okay. You know, batting cages and everything. Obviously, everything. Uh, the old. Well, now, 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 I gotta call it the old uh, ballpark at uh, the Beavers uh, was a place that I loved playing. Okay. And I mean, every year, every year, even uh, I was no longer playing on the Beavers, I would play there at least for for one day in the season. So I always loved coming back. Excellent. But now they're building a new ballpark, which uh, which will open next year so i'm really i'm really excited uh about seeing that that place uh, once it's done because uh it's been looking incredible from the videos that i've seen awesome, awesome. and for all of the uh, ball players that you witness play who uh who really caught your eye who's your uh who's that guy that you've seen play whether it be at a uh, world championship or even local or what have you is your favorite or that you've said that uh, holy god that guy's good you have well there's been there's 
There's been uh, there's been many for sure. I mean, uh, I always enjoyed watching Vasco uh, Svoboda play, uh, whom I mentioned now. Just getting to see all the top players in the world, like mm-hmm. seeing them live and actually getting to shake hands with them after the game. Yeah. I mean, it means uh, it means a lot to me, like seeing uh, uh, Hikaru Matsuda. I mean, he was incredible. Uh, at the at the world championship, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you have a pitcher like that who bats in the number four hole. Yeah. I mean, you don't see that much these mm-hmm. da- these days anymore. So he's a, he's definitely a, a player that I that I love watching. Uh, now that I had the chance, yeah, there's mm-hmm. been so many. I mean, uh, Tomas Petter, whom we mentioned. I mean, defensive wise, he's. He's been great. I mean, watching uh, Verbensky and Fribble growing up, right? There's just been so, so many, so many great players. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's awesome. Well, buddy, that's our time. We can uh, thank you for coming on and, you know, giving us a rundown of what the game's like over in the Czech Republic. Thank thank you, guys. I mean, it's... uh, uh, it, it really is an immense pleasure to to be a part of uh, something like this. I mean, um, I, you know, I couldn't shut up for <laughs> for one hour. That's that's your <laughs> broadcasting really skills get... coming out right yeah, there, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. And I, I mean, I also work as a as an interpreter, so I mean, I just I just yap and yap and yap. So yeah. uh, sorry about that, but I hope Gosh, no. I hope that uh, that some somebody might. Uh, find it interesting. If I may, just a uh, closing remark. I mean, to whoever is uh, watching us. I mean, uh, if you if you love uh, fast pitch and, and you like to travel, I mean, the Czech Republic is a place for you. Obviously, we cannot really afford to uh, to pay any professional players, but there's always clubs looking for, especially pitchers, right? Clubs that can arrange flights. You know, at least a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the softball culture here is, is pretty good. It's a it's a really great community. Obviously, you get a beer after the game, and uh, I mean, a lot of the players are crazy about the sports, right? It's, I yeah. mean, we talk about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm, we're all thankful for our wives and and girlfriends that they're willing to put up with that because yeah. it's all we ever talk about yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we still love it so yeah so yeah if, if you ever if you ever feel like traveling and playing some ball just uh, reach out and I'm, I'm sure something can be arranged yeah well hopefully after the COVID's all done with uh, yeah hopefully yeah. it will it will be over soon yeah yeah so uh, anyway buddy thank you so much for coming on it was a pleasure to talk to you uh, you know Happy holidays to you and your family, and uh, all the best going forward. Yeah, same same to you guys. Thank you for uh, for what you've been doing. I'll, I'll make sure to, to listen to a couple of other episodes of of your of your show as well. Uh, my friend uh, Mark Mali is uh, now telling me that he's your greatest fan. Uh, oh, nice. Wow. Uh, nice. I'm sure he'll be. <laughs> So yeah, you might be another another person uh, to talk to. Maybe yeah, if you if you ever feel like talking to somebody else uh, from uh, from this country or from Europe in general, let me know. And I'm not sure uh, other people would be, would love to talk ball with you guys. Sounds awesome. sounds good, pal. All right, all right, Jakob, take care, buddy. All right, you too. Right? Thank you very much, guys. All right, take see care, you, Jakob. Bye bye. Yeah, take care, guys. Bye bye. All right, man. Děkuji, že přijde. Oh.
What? Thank you for coming on. Oh, you didn't have that cued. That's all right, though. Couldn't. I can't work two things at once. <laughs> Man, he had a lot to talk about. That's a lot of insight for the game over in, over in the Czech Republic. Yeah, it's nice to see. Uh, we didn't touch a lot on what the minor ball level looks like or what have you, but it seems oh, right. like they have a lot of stuff going on with baseball and softball kind of combined in a sense. Well, I, th- I think he may have mentioned that, you know, numbers are on the rise over there. They're, yeah, on the yeah. rise. Yeah. It's kind of scary to hear uh, the amount of COVID cases they're having currently, but yeah. uh, hopefully that'll, that'll calm down. But great guy, great English speaking. My yes. goodness. I was, uh, I was kind of surprised because I didn't know what to expect when we came on, obviously, but mm-hmm. him having that uh, background in, uh, in doing games yep. and uh, obviously he studied English. Well, he kind of, he failed or no, he didn't fail, but he <laughs> dropped out. <laughs> anyway, we all have our problems. <laughs> um, he, he speaks very good English. I'm very, very, that was good. Yeah. Super good. Right on. So, uh, next week we got, uh, Jared Martin coming on. That's going to be an awesome one. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Uh, one thing that I, I, and I didn't talk to you about it, but I'm going to tell you right now, something that I think we should do is we know that Jared Martin's coming on. Mm-hmm. I think we should put it out on our Facebook page to our, uh, to our fan base and say, you know, what questions would you like us to ask Jared Martin? You send us in your questions. If they're all shitty, we're not going to say anything, but they're, if they're pretty good, well, we may ask. But yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I think I know a guy that can uh, get that arranged. Know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> anyway, Gumbo, till next week. Have yeah, a good buddy. week, buddy. Okay, stay safe. All right. Take care. Classified. All right, kids. Time to get in bed. Santa's coming soon. Okay. Can you read a book? All right, just one story, all right? Here we go. On the night so silent night. Stay by the Don't forget tradition Baby, it's cold outside You need to get your mittens Hang the mistletoe And write your Christmas wishes It's better to give than receive Show the kids the difference Cause this year This year has been a tough one I'm just trying to celebrate And spend it with my loved ones Spread some cheer Pouring festive beer I appreciate the blessings I was blessed with here Uncle Chris and Aunt Leah Reminiscing on the front porch Little Tay Tay Trying to build another snow fort Uh I hear the church bells ringing I'll be there Christmas Eve with my family all singing Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Uh-uh. I said we be all singing Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Uh-uh. Well, I'll be ready with the lights on. Got the decorations up. It's taking me all night long. Log on the fire. Put on my ugly sweater. The children are.